podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday two days after Liverpool versus Crystal Palace, which obviously ended in disappointment for the Reds, a 1-1 draw that I'm still not over and won't be over for at least a week. But there's no point in beating that dead horse anymore, though I will have an article on AnfieldIndex.com today or tomorrow looking at the good, the bad and the ugly from that game. Uh, In terms of news today, there's not a whole lot, but... Liverpool have announced the formation and enshrinement of the supporters board. 16 representatives of the fan base, uh, 10 of which provided by Spirit of Shankly. So there is Joe Blot, Graham Smith, Anna Burgess, Mohan Singh Randhawa, Lucy Rimmer, Mark Johnson, Melissa Fallon, Phil Rowan, Roy Bentham, and Chris Owen, all from Spirit of Shankly. There is Ted Morris, who is the LDSA chairperson. Paul Ammon from the Copouts. Joe Goodall, chair of Liverpool FC Women's Supporters Club. Lee Foley, elected by the um, official Liverpool Supporters Club chairman. He's the representative of the official Liverpool Supporters Clubs. Paddy Fitzsimons from the Spy on Cop 1906 group that do all the flags and everything on the cop. And they're all fine. All 15 of them are fine. But then, folks, we have a spoofer. We have an imposter in the ranks. Harinder Singh. You might know him as the man who makes wonderful gifts of Gags Tandon's face on all sorts. Uh, you might also know him from the Anfield Index, Desipod, and others. Harinder Singh, one of our own, it up on the committee. Uh, marked down here as an independent candidate, hiding who he really is. Harinder has done great work for the supporters over the years. He's been involved in a lot of the ticketing stuff. Harinder, if you know him, is he's he's a great lad. He is absolutely cracked in the head, but he is a great lad. And uh, and a welcome addition to this committee. So there are your six person a sixteen person committee. Uh, Joe Blot has been elected as chairman, a vice chairperson will be elected in the coming weeks. 
Each representative will sign a code of conduct and complete a familiarization program to help them gain a deeper understanding of how the club operates in areas that will be critical to ongoing conversations. This means they will be able to help discuss truly meaningful strategic issues with the club. Andy Hughes, who is the club's managing director, said this is an important day in the club's history and is a huge is of huge strategic importance. We are proud of the work that has got into making this happen and we thank Spirit of Shankly and Joe Block for the support in working with us to reach today's milestone. This process obviously began after the attempt to join the European Super League, which remains the right decision on the club's behalf. Uh, because if our rivals were going to do it, we should be doing it as well. But obviously there was a large pushback against it, not just from Liverpool fans, but from fans across the globe. Uh, United fans, Chelsea fans, uh, etc. all made their feelings known about this. And um, yeah, it's it's good that this has finally happened. How much power they'll have remains to be seen. What their remit will be Harinder can discuss that further uh, the supporters board will meet four times per year with executives and senior club staff to, dis- to discuss strategic club issues and provide an open dialogue between club and supporters the chair and vice chair will also meet with the board of directors annually uh, so this is good news this is good news and particularly good news to see the name of Harinder Singh independent candidate in the mix so congrats to Harinder and um tell them to sign a midfielder bud it's on you now you're the only one that can save us if we don't sign the midfielder it is officially now the fault of one man and one man only Harinder Singh direct all your abuse to him um right let's move around the main Liverpool websites we have some good stuff taking place with some of the loanees so James Balagizzi scored his first ever senior goals in his fifth appearance for Crawley. He'd been a little bit in and out of the team, but this was his third start in five outings. And um, he played out on the left wing and played really well. Scored two goals. And his second one, by all accounts, was an absolutely outstanding finish. So congrats to him. Things going well now by the sounds of things. Uh, Connor Bradley is having himself a rare old time. Playing in League One with Bolton, he has played five games now and he has two goals and two assists. The goal he scored at the weekend was an absolute stunner. Uh, And this one is very, very good as well. He's playing as a wing-back in a 3-4-1-2 formation. It's funny, all of our right-backs, including Nico, who left in the summer, are probably best suited to something like a wing-back role. Trent, Ramsey, Bradley. Nico, we know, is a natural wing-back. I think Robbo and Costas would work very, very well as wing-backs as well. But it's great to see how much praise this kid is getting from the Bolton fans. And obviously... If you look back, we relied heavily on what Preston fans were saying to sort of garner a view on what the level of Seth Vandenberg was when he went there on loan 
And now it does look like we're going to get similar from Connor Bradley. They're very, very excited about him. And he was voted man of the match in that 1-0 win in which he did score the winner. Uh, before shushing the crowd, which I always enjoy. Um, Darwin Nunes has come out and publicly apologised for his red card. He says he's aware of the ugly attitude I had. Look, we've all been there. We've all been there. Um, why Liverpool's extensive injury list could delay valuable loan opportunity. This is about Sepp Vandenberg, who is rumoured to be on the verge of a loan move to Blackburn, but that is being held up by the fact that Joel is injured, Ibu is injured, Gomez isn't 100%, and as we discovered again the other night, Nat Phillips just isn't up to the required standard. Now, I'd much rather keep Sepp as the fifth centre-back to go into the season and then loan him in January, if, if that's what the club want to do, then keep Nat around. I think we'd just be much better off to sell Nat and get whatever fee we can uh, before people start to see more of him and realise that maybe he's not all that good. Um, Virgil van Dijk not buying into extreme reactions to Liverpool's season start. Man United fan group confirms plan for protest ahead of Liverpool game. Elon Musk got them all excited yesterday by saying he's going to buy them and then an hour later said he wasn't going to buy them. He was only messing. So um, they can protest all they want. There is no mechanism in football to force ownership out of a football club. No group of fans is going to force an owner out who doesn't want to sell. Our fans fought tooth and nail, to get Hicks and Gillette out and couldn't. The banks got them out. So unless United start defaulting on loan payments, which is never going to happen, the Glazers are there to stay until they decide otherwise. So they can protest all they want. It's not going to have any effect on those people. Those people aren't watching the games. They're not at the games. In all likelihood, they won't even know the protest took place. So, like, yeah, you can go and protest, but all you're going to do is make life more difficult for the people that are simply employed by the club, not actually owning the club. On uh, Anfield, I'm oh, sorry, on this is Anfield. There's also a piece by Mr. Matchett. Liverpool's midfield, the good, the bad, and the in-between. It's a strange thing. I'm seeing an awful lot of people try to blame Fabinho for what's gone on in the midfield. Uh, he seems to have become the scapegoat. It's very clearly uh, an attempt by some to deflect attention away from the real issues in midfield. The fact that a number of the midfielders simply aren't good enough. Those who are, are largely injury prone or just too young to be relied on. And we need a midfielder. We very clearly need a midfielder. We need two midfielders is the real truth of it. But one would be a big, big help. Um, I just don't understand how anyone could have watched Monday's game and come away thinking Fabinho was poor. He played well. He made one mistake. But he was left in midfield all by himself as Harvey and Milner emptied out to go and join the attack. 
Now, Harvey did quite well in spells, winning the ball back, getting his foot in, doing things like that. But his lack of positional discipline was quite notable. And Milner, I mean, the less said, the better. Um, Liverpool do not have concerns over Fabinho. They don't have concerns over Thiago, other than injuries. The concerns are basically everywhere else. And Fabinho needs to stop being scapegoated for this because it's nonsense. It's utter nonsense. He got run into the ground last year. He got run into the ground last year trying to do the work of two people because someone wouldn't do their job. And his form suffered. The year before, he was incredible at centre-back. Then he got injured. And then when he came back, it took him a couple of weeks to get up to speed. But once he did, and he had Thiago to his right and Ginny Wijnaldum to his left, he was absolutely excellent across the last 10 games of the season. Last season, he was absolutely excellent until he got run into the ground. And then he picked up an injury. And then he struggled a bit when he came back. But again, he struggled because he's having to do... Him and Thiago, as a two-man midfield, are having to do the work of three because someone won't do their job. It was the same thing on when, on Monday night. Milner, it's not that Milner won't do his job. He just doesn't have the legs to do it. I, I get that he wins bleep tests. It's absolutely meaningless when it comes to actually playing the game. Because in a bleep test... You run one pace for as long as you can. That's all Milner can do. He can run. James Milner could run from here to fucking Australia at one pace. But ask him to pick it up and he can't sustain it. And then all of a sudden it drops way, 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 way off. And that's what happens. Milner made a couple of runs into the box and simply didn't have the legs to get back into position. Like, go and look at the Crystal Palace goal and find James Milner. Find James Milner and look at where he is. If that's Wijnaldum, when Fabinho gets beaten, Ginny is straight up behind him. And Eze then either has to take him on or try and pass around him. We didn't get counterattacked against when Ginny Wijnaldum was in the team. Ginny cut out all of that. For the silly people that asked, this, the same silly people now asking questions of Fabinho were the ones that used to ask, what does Ginny do? Well, what Ginny did was he stopped transition attacks against us. He enabled transition attacks by us, and he was a release valve. If someone got caught in possession, they could turn and give it to him. If we were under a bit of pressure, we could give it to him, and he'd hold on to the ball. One of the most press-resistant players in the world. Great technical ability, incredibly strong, and incredibly smart. And if you've still got it in your head that we don't miss them, you live in a cloud cuckoo land. Liverpool.com 
Best Liverpool playmaker has returned emphatically as Reese James and Joe Kinsale left trailing. This is obviously about Trent. Liverpool 153 million duo proved poor start, just a blip. I assume those um th- that those valuations are taken from transfer market or something. Uh, Liverpool know Chelsea and Everton are making a 45 million transfer error and Harvey Elliott is proof. Harvey Elliott is proof of nothing when it comes to this Anthony Gordon deal. But, you know, whatever way you can work it in to make it relevant to Liverpool. Um, Liverpool 33 million midfield transfer target. States contract terms as Cesc Fabregas loves playmaker. This is Ishmael. Benesser of AC Milan, who is absolutely fantastic and would be a great fit on the left side of our midfield. You could then move Thiago to the right side. You could have Thiago and Harvey rotating as your options on the right, Benesser and Naby as your options on the left, Fabinho and Henderson as your options as the number six. Then Curtis can be the backup as both eights. He's the third choice on both sides. Uh, and Milner can hand out drinks or something. Uh, Ox is there for vibes as well. Uh, Ishmael Benister would actually be a really good signing. And he's got, I think, a year left on his contract. So you might even be able to get him at a very good deal. Uh, Cesc Fabregas has said he hasn't seen a fullback with Trent's passing range since Danny Alves. Uh, Trent is a much better passer of the ball than Danny Alves. Danny Alves is a very dribbler, and his short passing in between the lines, in between centre-back and full-back, is very good. But Danny Alves, his primary thing when he got the ball was, I'm going to give this to Messi, and that's going to be an assist for me. Um, Darwin has apologised, yada, yada. Uh, Liverpool will walk away from fifty three from transfer deal as thirty three million Real Madrid star offered to Jurgen Klopp. I'm guessing the player offered is um Asensio, who would make very little sense for us. Uh, despite the fact he does have talent, he hasn't been good in a few years. Uh, it is Asensio. Uh, Reds walk away from transfer. This is Matthias Nunes, who apparently was waiting for us because we had told him we would buy him and um, that's why he turned down West Ham. But he has decided to go to Wolves and good luck to him. I I hope he does really, really well and absolutely smashes the league every time he plays, except against us. What's the last bit? Another bit about Darwin. That's fine. Uh, Anfieldindex.com. There is a new piece up uh, by Greg Hudson. Poor fella, he's a New York Mets fan. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I know they're having a good year. I know they're having a good year. And I know Justin Wells keeps everything that it's physically possible crossed for this team to have some success. But the the Mets, supporting the Mets is like signing on for a lifetime of pain. What have they got? The second best record in the NL right now. 
second best record in the second best record in all of Major League. To be fair to them, uh, how long that lasts now remains to be seen. There's still a lot of baseball to be played. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Greg's piece is entitled "We've All Been Darwin Nunes." We have. We've all had these moments where our heads have gone. So you can have a read of that there. There is two new podcasts out: "Rate Don't Hate," Guy Drinkle and Stephen Smith. Rating the players from the draw with uh, Crystal Palace. And then, under pressure, a turning point. Daniel Rhodes, Simon Brundish and Phil Barter discussing tactics, lineups, injuries, big chances and goals, basic pressing analysis, the sending off and penalty shouts. Uh, give that a listen. No Dan Kennett. Uh, he's off on a beach somewhere. And no Gags Tandon. Because, well, he, he did one, so you can't expect to hear him again for, on, under pressure for probably a year. He's a very busy man. That's what he tells me anyway. Uh, that's it. That is us for today, folks. Have a good day. Keep cheerful. I'll be miserable enough for all of you, so you don't need to be miserable. I'll take care of all of that for everybody. And uh, remember, tweet Harinder. Tell him to tell Liverpool to sign a midfielder. It's at Harinder 1977. Just tweet, sign a midfielder. That's all you need to do. And when we don't sign one, tweet. And there we go. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.